Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hello again and welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. And with me today is our editor, Ashley Hunsberger. So how are things with you today? Going good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, glad to be back doing it again. <laughs> hey, and before we get started, I want to ask everyone who's listening, please go to iTunes, whether you listen through iTunes or not, and subscribe to the podcast. That's a big help to us. And please leave us a five-star review. Uh, that's very helpful. Gets us, you know, more listeners, which helps us to create more cool street photo- street photography content for you. So if you could take a moment to do it, we would really appreciate it. And today we have a special guest. It's uh, Maria Rocosa. She's from Toronto, Canada. We're getting a lot of people from Toronto on here. I'm I'm glad about that. That's one of my favorite places. Yay! Yay! That's right. Go uh, go Blue Jays. Go Raptors. Maybe Raptors are my new team. I don't know. I haven't decided Gold. yet. Gold now that I'm not in Cleveland anymore. So yeah, Maria. She's uh, yeah. She's an actor. She is a an avid photographer. And you're gonna see more of her work. So Maria, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Ashley. I'm really thrilled. I've been a um, I've been a fangirl for a long time. Oh, I like that. Uh, the podcast and and the magazine, and I think you guys are really doing an exceptional job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Flattery thank you so much. You everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love the street. I love the magazine. I mean, when I when I joined the magazine, I love it for a lot of reason. I like it because it's just so. It's visually um, nice to look at when you open the page. It's easy to um, navigate, and it's really interesting. I mean, there are so many diverse points of view, and it's not just one thing, which is very uh, – it's a real true inspiration, I think, to photographers. So thanks for that. Thanks for the work, Bob and Ashley. (laughs) Thank you for your words. We try to keep it fresh and have a little bit of everything because street photography seems to mean something different to each person, which is really cool. Oh, yes. I am originally an actor. Uh, I did theater and I have done theater from the time I was a teenager and and then professionally uh, moved into film and television. And that's what I have mostly been doing for the past 30 years. And I also uh, teach screen acting at a college now. And I would say for the past 10 or 15 years, I've just been walking the streets and taking photographs. And and at some point I went, I really love this and I need to share it. And that's when I started getting into the community, the street photographers community, which is is huge. <laughs> I thought, yeah. oh, I'm doing this thing that's really kind of interesting. And then you find out so many people are <laughs> are in it and it has this broad scope. <clears throat> so that's exciting. So I, you know, and I, I've taken shots on set, you know, I started really doing photographs of other actors and background and stuff like that. And then, uh, but by primarily, I, I think I prefer the streets. I love to walk and 
and see what's out there in the world. What made the streets special to you? Mm, well, I'm a walker. I've always been a walker. Like when I live, I lived in Chicago and I lived in, I grew up north of Detroit. And so I, I lived in New York and I've, I've just, I walk and that's what I've done. And I, and this is something that I can do while I walk. And I just, um, I see, I see people, I see stories and that's what I'm, I'm intrigued by. And it's, it just is a, a forever un rolling, unveiling uh, set of surprises. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you're an actor mm -hmm. uh, because there are a number of actors are really good photographers. And a couple that come to mind are Jeff Bridges, mm -hmm. who is an amazing photographer. And one I learned not too long ago, who's um, no longer with us, is Sammy Davis Jr., Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. Apparently, his work is tied up in some type of copyright dispute, or maybe it has to do with his, um, oh, what do you call like it? His estate? estate? Yeah, yeah, an estate thing. But I guess he was a really amazing photographer. So if you could tell me, what is it about acting that... <clears throat> that helps you become a better photographer? Um, well, I can, I can only speak personally in that the work I do as an actor is discovering um, motivation for human behavior. Like, why do I do what I do? You know, who is this person I'm playing? Why is she this way? What, you know, what has happened just before she's done this? What is she going to do? What does she want in her life? And, you know, as, as actors speak, it's sort of like the six steps you go through as an actor. Who am I? What am I doing? Where am I? Um, you know, what is standing in my way of getting what I want? And what am I doing to, to overcome that obstacle? So those are sort of the steps you do. And I discovered even though I do take portraits on the street, what I really like is I like to look for a narrative. I'm, I'm always looking for some kind of story um, that potentially could have a beginning, middle, or end. I mean, I don't always get it, but I'm always, I'm always looking for something that is like a scene that's peopled with characters and who are these people and why are they in the frame together and what do they want and where are they going and what happens after I take the picture? I mean, that, that part of it is my big challenge as a photographer. And I've hit it a couple of times, a few times, um, but that's what I'm always looking for. And so I think that, I mean, in terms of the actor brain, it, uh, it's a natural extension for me to uh, to photograph and to look for those kind of scenes and and dramatic moments and dramatic narratives uh, in the street. Hmm. It sounds to me like the connection is in storytelling. Yeah, it is, and I you know I I think the the mo the, the street photographers that I love are are doing that. I mean that's that's the key, right? We're always looking for the story. And why am I saying this? What, you know, what is, what do I have to say? I and mean, that's a question I always have, like, 
for myself. Like, what are you trying to say? What am I, what do I want to say with my photographs? And sometimes I have an answer and most of the times I don't. So I just keep looking for that. So speaking of stories, uh, Maria wrote an article for the magazine, which is in the February issue, Street Photography Magazine, uh, called I Want to Crawl Into My Stories. And I saw that. It got my attention right away because we really like storytelling here. So what can you tell us about that article? What prompted you to write that? It's beautifully written, by the way. Thank you. I live in uh, the beaches area of Toronto, which is a little beach community that's east of the downtown core. It originally used to be cottage country for the people who live downtown and work downtown. So I've lived by water. And for a while, I was always thinking, oh, there must be another area of Toronto I want to live in, or maybe I'll move over here, and maybe I'll, maybe we'll move here. And, you know, my husband and I thought of leave, moving out of town. And, and then I realized that I'm, I was embedded in this community and that even though what I was rejecting about it, which was the inevitability, like, oh, this is where I'm going to be, um, I kind of gave over to it and I went, I, that's kind of neat. I mean, I like, I like being in this, in the community that I'm in because I see the same characters and I see this life being played out and I spend you know, a part of every day by the beach, whether it's a, you know, half an hour walk in the morning with my dog. And so that's where I, I saw, I just started seeing stories of people living lives on, on by the beach and by the water and how that story was different than the stories that I saw down in the downtown core. And, um, I suppose the idea of crawling into my stories is the identifying. Like for me, as an actor, I have to identify with this character that I'm going to play. So if I'm looking for a story in photographically, then I'm, I suppose I'm, I have to kind of empathize or be inside that character or anticipate what's going to happen. I mean, there is a little bit of that in photography, isn't there? Like you have to, you're anticipating what's what's coming up. Oh, definitely. I, I think it really helps to be able to anticipate. You just think of a sports photographer. The best ones know the game really well. And they know where the action's going to be and they're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, we've had several street photographers tell us, um, especially ones who are really good at getting those decisive moments that, the key is to know people and mm -hmm. to know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's that, that really is, is it. And I think the more you you're out there on the streets and watching <clears throat> people and movement and anticipating what, what might happen. And then of course <laughs> I sometimes think I can will this to happen. I know, <laughs> I know if I think hard enough, if I manifest it, I know what's going to happen. Of course, that's me being delusionary, but, you know, <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of that. At least it amuses me or, you know, it helps me think, uh, you know, where I can possibly go in terms of determining what this story is or looking for the next step. 
Yeah, I can see where being coming from an acting background can really help you because you probably spent so much time just studying people and mm -hmm. thinking about what a different person would do in each different situation. So I'm sure that helps you on the street. Yeah, I think I think it does, or it certainly has led me to this because I I tend to, even though I'm I'm an actor, I tend to really be a watcher, and you know I <clears throat> I. I like watching people and that's what you have to want to be or want to do. Although, as I was telling you, Bob, earlier that, that when I really got excited about photography, I realized after a while that I had just traded one artistic neuroses for another <laughs> and all the, you know, all the insecurities that go along with being an actor had suddenly started drifting down into my photography life as I became <laughs> really incredibly hard on oh that's not a good image that's got to be better that's got <laughs> but it's all you know it's all good it's you know that's the part of the creative process and they say no matter where you go there you are <laughs> that <laughs> is right that's it bob well you I know what, something i noticed about... i'm so sorry Marie. oh go ahead i don't know if that makes me feel any better but <laughs> You can't get away from yourself. <laughs> Something I noticed about your images um, from your article, I Want to Crawl Into My Stories, is that you really took one single place and made some drastically different stories. Like if you just look at the images, it almost takes you a moment to realize you're looking at basically the same place over and over again because the stories are so different and you've really captured different characters. I love that about your images. Mm, mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that one, there's an outcropping in the beach. And I realized when I would walk by a day after day after day that there was always a different story on that. So I sort of started calling that my runway project <laughs> just to see what I might see on that particular place. And how the light changes and different people come in, in different seasons. And yeah, that's that was kind of a, I mean, it is, it's an ongoing project that I do. Yeah, I really like the three images that really drew my attention were um, Mermaid, mm -hmm. The Space Between, and We Three. Because that's all the same, it's not really a pier. I'm not sure what to call it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is either. It's a yeah, it's some. It's we'll go with outcropping. 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 It's, it's all the same outcropping, but just the three images are so drastically different, and the story just completely changes. I think that's really cool how you've taken a single place and found so many stories there. Mm -hmm. That's cool, Ashley. I don't think anybody's ever actually said that. Um, I mean, I'm sure that I kind of knew that, but. Yeah, it's, uh... I feel like it should be obvious, but I, I didn't even really make the connection until I was looking at these pictures for a while. And I'm like, wow, that's actually the same exact place. Mm -hmm. and, and you can't do that everywhere. I mean, if it's a place that doesn't have a lot of people, then it doesn't change a whole lot. But on the beach, you always have different people there at different times doing different mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is really cool. I'm, I'm so glad you pointed that out because I didn't even think about it. That's what I love about it. You don't notice it right away. Like the stories are so drastically different. You don't really notice until after a few minutes of looking at these. Then you say, hey, wait a minute. 
this is all the same place. (laughs) I think the people change, the weather changes. It's, I don't know. I find that so inspiring that one place can have so many views. Yeah, that's neat. And that, and that particular spot too is ironically where my, one of my daughter's fiancés, the one who's living in, in Miami, he proposed to her on that same outcropping. So a very special story took place there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you have pictures of that too? I do. Yeah, oh, I you do. Add it to your series. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ashley, I'm so glad you brought this up because so many people say, and we hear from people, you know, I need help with my street photography because of this and that. And the one we hear the most, I think, is I live in a place where there's not a lot of people or it's not real big and I keep going to the same place over and over again. Well, this is a great example of a study of one spot, not very big, that is so different Mm -hmm. in many ways. And you can just keep going back and it'll keep giving if you give it time. Well, I think that's it, you know. It's the, it's the give it, giving it time, and I think this really addresses the whole issue of being stuck and mm-hmm. uh, being uninspired and going through dips, and, and, you know, we've all wrestled with that and in varying degrees for varying lengths of time. And um, initially when that happened to me, I was like, oh, my God, I, I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. Yeah. Hit I, I, yeah, literally hit the wall and I went, oh, well, this is it. This is, this is absolutely it. And it sort of took me like, you know, six, eight months to work my way through that and just realizing, you know, there are a lot of different strategies to deal with that, which is you just, you keep going out, you, or you don't go out and you maybe just imagine pictures in your head Mm-hmm. Or you go out and without your camera, I used to do that a lot and just go, I'm not going out with my camera today. I'm just going to go walk. And and uh, also going out without any agenda because I found that I was always going out with a sense of I need to have something. I need to get something. <laughs> yeah. The day is going to be the day, right? That sounds familiar. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and I found the more I would tense up and do that, the less I would come home with. So I don't know. I find that just not set, don't beating yourself up about it and, and uh, stop comparing and thinking that there is a particular way that you have to be a street photographer and That's just showing advice. up. Right. Just showing up day after day and, you know, discover if you have anything to say. Yeah, I like that that advice. I think everybody kind of goes through that phase where in the beginning, before you realize that you're doing something specific, because I I feel like every street photographer, street photographer didn't realize they were doing street photography at first. That's right. Like they just did this. (laughs) And then suddenly a couple of years in, you find out, hey, wait a minute, this is a thing. Yeah, there's yep. a name, yeah. And there's other people doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the pressure's on. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly you can almost lose your joy in street photography if you if you start pressuring yourself too much. 
Um, and it, it's kind of a weird psychology to it because before you never felt that pressure and it was just capturing what you saw. And like, I have a lot of images that are my favorites. I took before I even worked with Bob, before I knew street photography was a thing. It was just, like you say, stories you saw and captured and mean something to you. Mm-hmm. And then when you start studying what is street photography, then it then it's becomes something else. And you almost have to get out of that and say, no, wait a minute. I'm just recording these stories I see. That's what this is. That's find what brings you joy and go back to that. Yes. And and then just don't lose sight of the fact that it takes practice. It's sort of like mm-hmm. you're not going to get good unless you go out there and and practice. And yeah. that's, uh, you know, so those occasional inspirational moments, uh, shots that you had when the muse was with you, um, that's not really the way it works with anything. So it's just doing, you know, doing the work that, that inspiration doesn't strike. You just have to get out there and flog it. (laughs) Keep showing up. Like you said, showing up. I think there was like some quote I seem to remember Jack of a writer, maybe Jack London, you know, you can't wait for inspiration. You have to go after it with a club. (laughs) 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 yes that kind of goes at it the club pretty much i think yeah if you if you sit there and expect just to get some instant inspiration and it's all going to happen at once no it's not i uh was listening to a podcast the other day maybe it was a ted talk and this person was talking about slow multitasking have you heard about that? No. Mm-mm. Well, I decided I'm going to adopt this in my <laughs> in my pursuit of street photography, <laughs> which is, you know, and it's what I think a lot of us do naturally anyway, is that you have, you move from project to project. And, you know, real mm-hmm. mark of, of people who are successful surviving as a creative is that they just keep moving from project to project and they don't allow themselves to get stuck. Mm. So, you know, a bunch of files on your desktop or like Twyla Tharp, you know, she would have a bunch of boxes and Mm -hmm. all these different ideas and she'd put, you know, the ideas as they came in the boxes and just keep moving around from box to box, which seems a good, uh, you know, it seems a good, tactic to go after street photography because then you're not getting frustrated in the moment trying to create something you're continuing to inspire yourself by slow multitasking that does sound like a good tactic does it so does it mean taking maybe having several projects going at a time and just slowly working on all of them i think so I think that's what it is. I mean, for me, I guess I, I have a lot of, I, I work in Lightroom, so I have several collections. And so I sort of go out and shoot and then I put them in different collections. So it's, I have my boxes. In Lightroom, yeah, I, I start different collections and I don't know if that's a good workflow or not. It's just the way I've sort of figured out is I can organize and that makes that makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like most people uh, see recurring themes in their photography without really meaning to shoot 
a specific thing. Like you'll find portraits that look the same or a lot of pictures mm -hmm. of a certain area or, you know, any number of things. But you, it's not because you, you've taken five of those shots right in a row. It's because you see them occurring kind of organically in your work. So it's mm -hmm. kind of nice just to go about your work organically like that. And then as you go, you know, separate out the ones where you find those recurring themes. Yeah. I, that, I mean, it works for me. I've, I've heard many photographers and read about many photographers that say, you know, work on a project, go out and, and decide what it is, you know, work with intention that you're going to take photographs of this. And I think if that works for them, that's great. I don't know that it works for me uh, because on the, the, the times that I've done that, I've, I don't know, I, I feel a pressure to only see one thing. And I, I don't know, maybe I just haven't explored that enough, but, but I think just to go out and have more broad based view works for me. Yeah. I like that. I feel like the streets are hard. To, it's hard to control. It's hard to say today I'm going to go out and take pictures of people walking their pets. Like, Yes. Maybe you'll see some, maybe you won't. <laughs> it's kind of hard <laughs> to have a specific target with street photography. Although one time I went out and I swear the universe had conspired <laughs> to show me only old men with little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what you're going to shoot that day. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I came home with like 20 shots of old men with little dogs. <laughs> did you keep any of them? Um, well, I did. They're in a kind of like a, my curiosity archival. Uh -huh. old. <laughs> the curiosities collection. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've right. got a question. Uh huh. It doesn't have anything to do with photography, but I just have to ask it since you're an actor. And I was, I've been thinking about this. So you're playing a part. You must have to actually become that person, mm -hmm. I guess, in, in some way or another. And I'm sure you, you're doing this for long periods of time throughout the day or even weeks. How do you undo that at the end of the day and get back to being yourself? Is that, what does that do to your psyche? Or it's just work? Uh, you know, and, and yes, and yes. I mean, yes, it is. It is just a job. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, if you're doing a play, for example, if I'm doing a play that that is running for four or six weeks, or you know, more than that, then that becomes a job. There are times, there are days when you just go, mm, I don't really feel like going to do this, but I, I'm going to go do the job, and then you you're there and you get into it. Um, some some roles sort of infect your brain more than others, depending on what the task is. I think when I had when my children were small, I had to you know really compartmentalize. It's like I don't I'm not dealing with this creative part of me at home. I'm just dealing with it on another part of the day. Um, it does, it does um, colonize a part of your brain, though, for sure. When I'm, you know, working on a part or when I'm shooting something, it's, it, that's kind of what you think about all the time. And I'm not, 
I'm not really able to multitask then. I'm not really good at doing a lot of other things. Like, for example, I don't read a lot of books when I'm doing a part like mm -hmm. that, unless mm -hmm. I'm reading about the part. Or I, I don't, you know, watch a lot of movies. I, you know, I sometimes want to, I need to be in that space where my brain is co-opted. Do you ever perform at uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake? No, I haven't. Huh. I've worked at Stratford. Oh. Uh, Stratford, yep. at the Stratford Festival. That's how I came to Canada. Oh. Um, I was living in Chicago, and I auditioned for the Stratford Festival. So uh, then I came there thinking just for the summer, and then I ended up staying there for three years and then met my husband, and the rest is history. And that's why you're <laughs> still in Canada, huh? That's why I'm still in Canada, and thank God I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't go there, but I don't blame you. Except two of my daughters are living in the States, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not away from it. And who knows? I may be back there. Where are you from originally, Maria? Uh, north of Detroit, oh. the Motor City. How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grew up north of Detroit and then moved to Chicago, which is my favorite American city. Yeah, nice and, place. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then came to Canada, came to Toronto. That was many years ago. Steadily heading north. Yeah, we're starting to meet a lot of street photographers in Toronto. I don't know. Do you have a community of people that... That's funny you ask, because I, I, I think about it all the time. I think I, I've, I've not met a lot. I've met... Um, a few, um, I, you know, I know there, are, there was a street photography festival, which was sort of online for a while and then it died. Mm. Um, and I think, gee, maybe I should start something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I know there are a bunch of photographers out there yeah. and, and, I think it's a growing, I think it's certainly a growing, I, I think they, everybody comes out of the woodwork in the spring and summer. Yeah. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing is I'm not a real, I'm kind of a fair weather friend. I don't really enjoy going out in the cold to shoot. Mm. Um, so then I tend to go inside. I tend to go into markets and, and um, go into smaller areas or, you know, who knows, just go, you know, going the underground tunnels for a walk. But I don't tend to get out. Well, it's nice. You have a lot of buildings that are all connected together. Yes. Downtown, which is nice. Yeah. So you get out, but you stay in. Yeah. But <laughs> I am I am interested in in uh, a collaboration of a different kind. I mean, I, I would like to be able to collaborate on a book with um, maybe some artists or writers or poets or playwrights who who might be interested in collaborating with me on uh, my photographs. So, mm. you know, seeing if there would be a piece of writing or a poem or something that might be inspired by a photograph. So that was I, actually one of my questions for you. I saw your uh, Photos in Search of a Story collaboration uh -huh. project. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm working on. So have you just made like an open call to writers or how's it working? I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I'm, um, 
I'm in the process of deciding how best to do that. You know, if I want to make mm -hmm. it a big open call to all writers or if I want to have a, a small core of maybe four writers. Um, I haven't really nailed that down yet. Have any ideas? That's a, I think you have a great starting idea. I think that's such an interesting thought of having multiple writers describing one photographer's images. I think that has a lot of potential. Yeah, and I think I, I want to have it um, go, you know, as opposed to a, a describing or a, a story necessarily about the photograph, to is there anything that the photograph inspires in terms of a memory? Like a feeling, maybe. Yeah, a feeling or an idea or a, a, a memory of something. So it's not necessarily a description of the photo or certainly not a critique of the photo. Um, but something that takes off where the photograph ends or begins or, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when I saw Alex Webb and, uh, he, he did a piece, the poetry of street photography or street photography, it's a beautiful book and it's beautiful because some of the photographs and the writings attached to it are, their descriptions, but many of them are stories and memories and, and inspirations. And he also brings other photographers into it and other people's work. Um, so it's really, it's, it's that, that was the inspiration, but I am, I am working on it because I think that would be pretty exciting and eye opening. Yeah. That reminds me of, um, uh, Robert Frank's the Americans and they had republished it in, the 60s and they had Jack Kerouac write the foreword oh yes and, and I don't know if you ever read it but he he wrote it obviously his style just like on the road oh um, cool I didn't read talking, it talking yeah talking about all the photos or just his impression of all the photos it, it, it's really good oh. especially if you're a Kerouac fan oh yeah oh I'll have to I'll have to look at that um, you know, I really do want to uh, comment about how many extraordinary women street photographers there are out there. Mm -hmm. um, there are enough. Well, you know, what's so exciting in the last few years is more of them and more and more are coming out of the woodwork. And it's <clears throat> I'm really encouraged by it and I'm I'm really encouraged by it and I'm really inspired by by a lot of the women street photographers. And I, I saw this uh, big street women street photography festival that happened in New York recently, which looked to be really cool. Um, and actually one of the Toronto street photographers that I, I met up with one day, one of her pieces was supposed to be in it. Well, it was in it, but she was supposed to go. And then she came down with a horrible sickness. And so she didn't go, but it's happening, you know, there, there's more, they're getting more profile. And, and I know that there is a link, I'm sure you've seen it. And it's called women street photographers, you should follow on the web. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's a pretty big list. And I know there are a lot more. And there's women in street. Yes, women in street. Yep. Great. That's great. 
What do you think, Maria, that women street photographers have to add to the community? I don't know. That's a big question. I think because they're, I think because they're women, and I think that the, I think, boy, I'm just going to make a big generalization now. I think women have a high degree of empathy, and I think that is um, translates itself into that response of empathizing with who they're shooting on the street and identifying and uh, being able to get in there and maybe be invisible in a way that, well, but I don't think that's really true because I know that a lot of great street photographers, everybody is invisible if you really want to be out there. But I do think the, the empathetic aspect of, women um helps i think it's um it certainly serves the art form yeah i think i think i agree with you i think when I, whenever i've thought about that the answer i always come up with is that um it's just a, a different perspective and to yeah. see the streets from a different perspective is yeah. a good thing to see as many as possible is great but yeah. i i definitely think women and men have different perspectives just in general I absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of the women, you know, a lot of women that I follow on, on Instagram and, uh, you know, it is a different perspective. And I don't know, I mean, if I did a blind taste test, you know, would I be able to tell, is this a woman, is this a man? You know, probably not. But I think it's just, it's great that there, that we are getting attention for being out there and pounding the pavement like the rest. <laughs> Literally. So who are some of your favorites? Who Who's inspiring you right now? Well, I, you know, I really like, um, I like Graciela Mangioni. And I like Stella Johnson. Um, oh, there are so many. I mean, of I course. That's hard. Of course, now that I'm, you know, thinking about it, I just of course I can't come up with <laughs> under Put pressure. You on the spot. <laughs> the way. Speaking of other photographers, old other magazines, I commented uh, to Maria that she's been in some other magazines, Inspired Eye, and several mm -hmm. places. And so I commented on that, and you said something to me, and I and I you phrased it so much better than I did about knocking on the door and getting getting your name out there. I, I, I hope you can remember how you said that because it was so good. Well, it's yeah, I guess I suppose it's just that you just have to keep showing up because you're not going to get an invite to the party. And, <laughs> you know, you just keep knocking at the door going here, you know, I'm here and this is what I'm doing. And... Um, that's really the key. Like if you, you know, so there's going to be people out there who are going to go, I don't like it. I don't like your work. I don't like that work. I mean, well, that's understood. I mean, that's not even news. Mm -hmm. That's not news. Like, yeah. And tell me what else is new because that's just a fact. So it's really about what do you want to do? And I'm saying this to myself mm -hmm. every day. <laughs> What do you want to do? What do you have to say? Why do you want to say it? 
and it, it gives you pleasure, well, then just keep doing it because you're really not going to get an invite. So that's, that's, my, um, that's my motto these days. So what do you do? I mean, how, what actions do you take to get noticed? Well, I write to Street Photography Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I submit to Inspired Eye and I, I submit to, you know, Street Hunters. And, you know, I, I choose the ones, you know, I, I mean, the fact is, is we all have a certain thing that we like to look at. And so I choose the ones that I like. I, I will, I will submit to some competitions. I've done that. And, and that's what I keep doing. And it's working. You know, everything is working as long as you're still doing it. I'm, I'm, yeah. working, I'm working it. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, you know, Bob, you're a street photographer. You, you're out there. And well, Ashley, as I'd like, but yeah. I mean, Ashley, you shoot, you shoot, don't you? I do a bit. My husband's the real hardcore photographer in this in this team here, but I do. <laughs> so you get out there, and I suppose that all, that is always like I don't get out there as much as I want to, and that's and that's always and that's just a given too. It's like well then just go out for a half an hour or go out for 15 minutes. So I plan on making it up when I go down to Florida in a couple of weeks. I'm just going to stay out all day long every day. Take advantage of the weather. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back red and crispy, but I'll have a lot of photos. Yeah, we're plenty of sunscreen. <laughs> yes. So, Maria, before we uh, wrap up here, I wonder if you could just tell everyone... Uh, where they can go to learn more about you? I am uh, on Instagram as M Ricosa, M R I C O S S A. And I have a website, Ricosa Maria Photography. No, sorry, Maria Ricosa Photography. <laughs> the first oh, one was my email, Maria Ricosa Photography.com. That's right. And you've got one of my favorite photos of yours is on the homepage. Mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> I like mermaid. Yeah. I do too. I like it a lot. We published it. Uh, I know. Thank you. You know, every so often not? come across a gift and, you know, you just go, oh, well, <laughs> that's there. <laughs> All right. So you're at mariaracosaphotography.com. You do that on Squarespace. You do a good job with it, too, i got to say. Really nice website, yes. Very well done. Very well Thank done. you. So, Ashley, where can people find you? Well, they can also find me on Instagram. Um, Street Photography Gal is my handle. Oh, okay. <laughs> and hopefully coming soon we'll have a, a website. <laughs> yeah, you will. It's in the works. It's in the works, in process. You can find me personally at bobpatterson.me. I forget my Instagram handle. I've been public. I've been publishing to it a lot lately, by the way. And I always think it's just RB Pat. I, is that what it is? <laughs> to, Pretty sure. <laughs> I'll write it down. RB Pat. R. Pat. Yeah. P A T T. Two T's. Okay. 
And then, uh, of course, you can find us at Street Photography Magazine at streetphotographymagazine.com. And while you're there, please subscribe. Help us keep the lights on. Keep bringing you more <laughs> stuff. So, well, thanks again, everybody. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Maria, for joining us. We really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you, Ashley, and thank you so much, Bob. I've just now added you both to my Instagram. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe.